Hello, welcome to a podcast for the Lancet Oncology to accompany this new series of articles on the country of Peru. I'm Gavin Cleaver, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by the lead author of one of the papers in the series, Ben Anderson. Dr. Anderson, please will you introduce yourself? My name is Ben Anderson. I'm a breast cancer surgeon in Seattle, Washington in the United States and director of the Breast Health Clinic. Uh, I also direct a program called the Breast Health Global Initiative, which is focused on uh, breast health care delivery in low and middle income countries. I'm a professor of surgery and global health medicine. Well, welcome and thank you so much for your time. So, Dr. Anderson, perhaps you could outline for us the current cancer trends in Peru and why the cancer and NCD burden particularly needs to be addressed for this region. Peru has become an upper middle income country and has been making very significant progress in uh, multiple arenas. This has an impact on the changing burden of disease, including cancers. Overall, the country has been growing from a population of 13.2 million in 1961 to over 31 million in 2015. And they've been seeing a transition from the majority of the population living in rural areas to the majority of the population living in urban areas. People have been living longer. The uh, number of people over the age of 65 has doubled. And this is significant because uh, most cancers are more common as people get older. The population uh, has been doing better in terms of poverty. However, there remain significant disparities in the country where the rate of poverty is three times higher in the rural than the urban areas. The public health expenditure is 5.3%, which is lower than surrounding countries. But Peru is really a superb example of a middle-income country that is working effectively on improving their healthcare outcomes and is now taking on the area of cancer. This is a timely step for Peru. They've made uh, great progress, uh, having uh, made significant strides in at least two of the Millennium Development Goals put out by WHO, including reducing infant mortality and reducing maternal mortality. Um, So now is the time to be looking at Peru uh, and their cancer programs as a model for other Latin American countries, not to mention high-income countries that uh, experience significant economic uh, disparities with uh, between uh, upper-income and lower-income individuals. The uh, cancer patterns have been changing uh, in Peru, and this is actually very similar to most of the world, where, where they've been seeing improvements in infection-associated cancers, such as cervical and stomach cancer, and meanwhile, rising rates of the uh, cancers associated with reproductive and hormonal factors, such as breast cancer in women and prostate cancer in men. It's fascinating, and what what an interesting uh, and generalizable situation Peru finds itself in then. So turning to this series uh, from the Lancet Oncology about Peru, Could you give us a quick oversight? What does each paper offer, especially in terms of national cancer control capacities and priorities? There are four papers in the series. The first uh, comes from Marian Pineros at the uh, IARC, the International Agency for Research on Cancer, which is the cancer research arm of WHO. 
And what the IARC group does is summarize how the Peru population has been changing and shifting and describing these overall cancer uh, changes that we talked about a bit earlier. The second article uh, comes from the International Atomic Energy Agency, IAEA, which is based in Vienna. And IAEA has a special uh, program called PACT, the Program of Action for Cancer Therapy. And this is uh, helpful because IAEA has created a, a tool for member states to assess their capacity for uh, cancer management. IAEA oversees the uh, management of radiation therapy uh, units, and uh, they've taken this broad perspective, recognizing that there's more to cancer than just having radiation equipment available. It's the entire system in which that can exist. And so in these impact reports, uh, which uh, is for providing implementation recommendations, they assess at this broad level the uh, overall uh, strategy for cancer control planning, registry and surveillance, prevention, early diagnosis, treatment, and radiation safety. IMPACT stands for Integrated Mission of Programs for uh, Action for Cancer Therapy. And so th this is a service that is then available to member states and was one that uh, Peru requested uh, in uh, 2013. The third article by uh, Vador et al. comes from the uh, uh, NN, which is the National Cancer Institute in Peru based uh, in Lima, which is the capital. And they describe the uh, Plan Esperanza, which is the cancer control plan that Peru developed to uh, uh, try to uh, decrease the disparities that exist between uh, patients uh, that uh, are based upon geographic distribution, rural versus urban, and economic uh, disparities, so that they can address cancer at a more global uh, level thinking at a, at, throughout the population. And uh, what Tatiana Vador's article does is responds to the impact report from IAEA that had been uh, issued. And the fourth article comes from our group, uh, Dr. Dugan and the team from PATH program, previously known as Program for Appropriate Technology and Health, PATH in Seattle. And what this does is it describes the uh, a very special program that PATH and INEN and the uh, Regional Cancer Center in the North, uh, IREN, Norte, and this uh, program that was uh, created by uh, the, uh, was called the Community-Based Program for Health, and what it was uh, focused on was how to improve breast cancer in, given this very significant geographic disparity between where the patients lived and where the cancer centers was located. And what we spell out in this article is the concept of phased implementation, meaning that in order to improve cancer management in the early detection, diagnosis, and treatment phases, that you have to adapt and perform stepwise 
uh, improvements that are appropriate for existing resources. And we consider this article to be a sentinel article in terms of spelling out this type of methodology that can be done at the uh, grassroots level throughout a, a region or country. And we think it's going to be helpful for other Latin American countries as well as other regions that also experience these disparities. That is actually most of the world. Thank you, Dr. Anna. Truth be said, all of these articles are now available to view on the Lancet Oncology online, as well as in print in our latest issue. So, in your opinion, Doctor, then uh, moving on from that, what areas are in need of most attention for cancer control in Peru? Is so how can all these different stakeholders in healthcare help alleviate the national cancer burden? It is very timely that Peru is evaluating their cancer management strategies. Because as an emerging economy, uh, they are finding increasing numbers of uh, cancers, as is nicely delineated in the uh, report from IARC. The way in which this has to be done is necessarily a team effort. It, the, the concept of having a single center or uh, just a few centers in the country to manage cancer is not a practical approach or strategy in the long run. You need to have centers of excellence because some services must be centralized. Most cancer treatment is not something that can be distributed throughout a country, but Peru did recognize actually in the early 2000s that you have to distribute at some level the cancer services so that patients have appropriate access closer to home. And it is so that recognition that one size does not fit all. You can't have just a simple model centralized in one area and expect that there will be population-based improvement. Peru has adopted and recognized this strategy. Peru recognized that uh, early detection is an important uh, aspect for many cancers. Breast cancer is our area, and uh, as an example, how cancers can be found in the earliest stage. In high-income countries, mammographic screening is a tool that is dominant and uh, widely used. However, mammography is not widely available throughout the country of Peru, and actually is not widely available in most uh, middle-income countries. And the simplistic idea that might be suggested by guidelines that, well, let's just make mammography available everywhere, that doesn't recognize the system needs that make mammography uh, an appropriate strategy. So the community-based program for health was an example of recognizing in the rural areas, we need to begin with more basic tools, meaning the evaluation of palpable cancers, cancers that one would the patient would find herself uh, on or cancers that would appreciate it on a clinical breast exam, you have to be able to manage those palpable cancers before instituting a mammographic screening program, the goal of which is to find cancers that you can't feel, that you can only see on imaging studies. And so I would say that Peru, not just for breast cancer, but for all of these cancers, needs to recognize that regionally they have to support and adapt to the needs of those communities. And that, that implementation in the beginning 
is at of a more fundamental level in the rural areas. And the main topic then is how to identify who needs to go to the cancer centers in, in Lima or in the North or South versus who can be managed at home. So I think that the stakeholders need to collaborate on this. Peru is not unique in that there are, are competing needs. So the Ministry of Health has to address all health care needs, not just those of cancer. But if you just blend cancer into a broader strategy without a thoughtful approach, the cancer programs are really unlikely to make significant improvement. So the collaboration between the Minister of Health and the cancer system represented by NN and Iran, this is really essential. There are roles for collaborating uh, partners from uh, stakeholders uh, within the country, uh, such as advocacy groups, collaborating with public, and also, and, that, and other groups in civil society, and also external collaborators, such as PATH, uh, where they can help assessment. In the end, ultimately, what the country must do is improve overall capacity meaning ability to manage patients appropriately, find the cancers with, and prove that they're cancer that is early diagnosis in a reasonable, reasonable and appropriate period of time, and linking them to effective therapies that can be administered also in a timely fashion. And so I, I think that the continued focus on the cancer control planning recognizing that there is a stratification that necessarily takes place with this decentralization of cancer care, linking the periphery to the central. This is the nature of the most important collaborations that need to continue in the country. So perhaps this will speak a little bit to the, to the decentralization of cancer care, but what next steps could be taken to help equitable cancer care for the country and, of course, for the wider Latin America region? Debates that are happening in Peru, these challenges to both manage cancer and manage other uh, healthcare needs, the broader discussion of non-communicable diseases, the NCDs, uh, this is, is actually a, a global discussion is happening right now in the United States as we look at how we can better manage our overall health care needs. And so what I would say looking forward uh, is that the people need to continue to take a broad perspective that guides their specific implementation strategies. Healthcare is costly, and some of the, the interventions that we do are terribly costly, while others are actually quite affordable. Some of our drugs are terribly expensive, others are more affordable. Surgical management actually uh, is necessary and can be uh, very well managed. So, thinking through how to uh, uh, integrate the costs with the outcomes is very important. We often get into polarized debates where healthcare is looked at as an overall cost, and so the discussion becomes how do we cut those costs, while on the opposite side, we have the equity issues, the consideration of 
the needs of the public, regardless of their, their wealth or geographic location. It really shouldn't be that in any country that, that someone uh, has worse outcome just because of where they live. So an integrated strategy looking into the future, you need to look both at cost and human outcome to see are we getting the benefits that we actually need. For those that focus only on cost, they often overlook that if a patient has a healthcare need, and this isn't restricted to cancer, it could be other NCDs like heart disease, lung disease, or diabetes, if we don't take care of their healthcare needs earlier, they don't go away. The person, the, the people with these illnesses are still there, and as disease progresses, it tends to become more expensive and more difficult to treat. So it's actually quite wise and economically sound to focus on early diagnosis strategies linked to treatment outcomes. And that evaluation process needs to be looking both at the financial and the disease outcomes to see are we getting the best value that we can going forward. In the article that our group uh, published uh, examining the TAF-NN-IREN collaboration, we're proposing this strategy of phased implementation, stepwise improvements in outcome, where uh, a thoughtful uh, approach is taken where we make individual steps, each of which is a benefit in comparison to what was existing before. And by virtue of making these stepwise applications, I'm very hopeful that we can help uh, create pathways that could be used by other countries in Latin America of similar economic resources and needs, and not to mention underserved communities in high-income countries like Europe and the United States, where we need these thoughtful, comprehensive strategies that make it the approach is more simplified, such that policymakers that can understand, but not oversimplified to the point that one concludes that one size fits all. I think a sound economic strategy is to look at the human healthcare outcomes. And I'm very hopeful that uh, Peru and other countries will continue to take this thoughtful uh, integrated strategy in determining how they can best use their uh, resource uh, finances for caring for the population that actually has been overall doing better and better over time. Well, a fascinating time for cancer care in Peru and also for the wider world. Dr. Anderson, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me.